Good evening, everyone. Yesterday was a um, big day of sacraments. Yesterday we, uh, this is like why all you guys, sorry ladies, all you guys should be priests. If you're not married yet, come be a priest. Um, but yesterday I saw I had a baptism of a two-week-old baby. Then we confirmed and gave First Communion to about 30 kids. Then I had a wedding, and then I had the evening mass. It was a beautiful full day. Um, but today I want to talk to you about the nuptial mystery of Christianity. Christianity is a nuptial mystery. That word means a bridal or a wedding mystery. So yesterday, my college roommate got married, um, a guy named Mike Lazari, and Mike and I lived together just one year at that bastion of Catholicism, CU, and he, um, I know, I always think it's funny, but you guys don't. You're all lame. Um, but Mike and I lived together when I was a junior at CU. Uh, he was a year behind me, and honestly, he's just one of the best men I've ever known. Just a deeply good man. And Mike was ready to be married since the day I've met him. He's one of those guys, he was just always, he was just so eager to find his bride and to be married. And he's 41, it took a long time. And he watched as I became a priest, and as many of our friends got married, he waited and waited and waited, and he kind of, you know, did those serial dating thing through the Catholic community, which I used to think, I was like, man, I'm jealous of people who are dating, and then I was like, nope, <laughs> that looks awful. <laughs> but he finally got married yesterday at the cathedral, and he married one of the priests of my community, Father Mike Rapp's sister, uh, small world. And it was a beautiful wedding. It was amazing. I didn't have to preach. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Uh, and I watched and Father Mike preach, and he gave him a beautiful homily. Uh, and I know both of them well. I know Mike and Marsha pretty well. Mike better than Marsha. But I know that both of them, and Marsha had been a long time too. And I was up in the cathedral, kind of sitting in the same kind of position that our presider chair, presider's chairs are in. And they, at the cathedral, they have weddings. The bride and groom sit right in front of the altar. Um, and Marcia cried through the entire wedding. Never seen it before. She cried the entire wedding. And they held hands in these two chairs at the base of the altar. And they held each other's hands in a way that was like, I will never let go of you. It was absolutely beautiful. And I know them both, and I know they've never told me themselves. But with your friends, right, you know sometimes what's happening in a person's heart. And I know that both of them had gone through some hard, long years wondering where their life was going. 
And I know that both of them, I've watched them over the last, I mean, I've known Mike for over 20 years. And I've watched Mike over the years, and I know he's wondered, is anyone ever going to love me? Does God actually have something in store for me? And I know Marcia has had her ups and her downs as she's gone through difficult times. And when my, my friend Mike, when he was trying, when he, would, he was very persistent. He asked her out over and over again. And she did tell me that she didn't think she was worthy of him. And so she kept saying no. And it was so beautiful yesterday to watch that day that both of them believed would never come. It's amazing. Brothers and sisters, today what I want to invite you into is that when you think of the church, what most of us do, when someone says the church, what do you think of? Do you think of Pope Francis? Do you think of canon law? I hope not. Um, Do you think of a physical building? Do you think of St. Peter's or maybe our parish church here? Do you think of Archbishop Aquila or Bishop Jorge or maybe one of the priests or deacons? I think all of us do that, but brothers and sisters, the church is none of those things. The church is not an organization. The church is not a business. The church is not a human entity. I hear people say all the time, they'll say, well, you know, the church, it's it's a human reality. And that's, there's, there's a certain truth to that, but it's false. If you believe in the teachings of Jesus Christ and the New Testament, the church is not a human institution. The church is the mystical bride of Jesus Christ. That is who she is. She has a personality. She has a character. And she has a heart. For those of you who love St. Therese, you've probably read this on on St. Therese's feast day on October 1st. The church gives us an excerpt of, of one of her diary entries. And in that diary entry, Therese says, I knew that the church had a heart. And she's talking about St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul talks about how the, the body, right, that the church has a body, and though there are many parts, there is one body. And Therese says, well, if the church has a body, then certainly the church has a heart. And she says she knew that without that heart, preachers would no longer preach, and missionaries would no longer evangelize, and those who love the poor would stop loving the poor. The hands and the feet and all the limbs and the different parts of the body, if there were no heart, none of them would operate. Therese has this moment of ecstasy where she says, I have found my calling. She says, I have found 
that God has called me to be love in the heart of the church. So beautiful. The church has a heart, brothers and sisters. The church is not a cold organization with local branch managers, you know, and then there's me, like, on the, like, really low end. That's not the church. Balthazar says that it is undeniable, theologically, that the church mystically came into being from the wounded heart of Christ. Right, just as Eve had come from the wounded heart of Adam in the garden, the church springs forth from the heart of the crucified Christ. And tonight, I know this is a big buildup, but I have just one simple message for you. The reason I bring all this up, tonight's gospel is a nuptial gospel. Tonight's gospel is about the wedding between Christ and his church. And I encourage you tonight, tomorrow, go home and read it again. Go read John chapter 14. The setting here is still the Last Supper. This is, they're seated at the table at the Last Supper. Judas has left to betray Christ. And Jesus speaks to the apostles at the Last Supper. He says this, he says, John 14, 1, let not your hearts be troubled. Why are their hearts troubled? Because Jesus just told them that he is leaving. It made me think of Marcia and Mike sitting there. She held his hand in a way that just said, I will never let you go. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. I used to think about this of like, when I heard this verse earlier in life, I don't know if you thought this tonight, maybe you thought, I wonder what my place looks like in the Father's house. And I'm like, well, I'm a priest, so I get a better room than all you guys. Right? Like, my view has mountains and the oceans. Take that. That's not what this passage is about. That passage, brothers and sisters, is about a Jewish feast, a Jewish wedding feast. In the time of Christ, the way weddings work are very simple. In the time of Christ, all of a wedding ceremony is about before, when you're betrothed, but before you actually are married, the groom goes and he builds the house where they will live. Groom goes and he builds the house where they will live once they're married. Now, all of the women in the church wish that were still the case. 
right? I actually think there's something to that. I think it's good for us men that for us to really become men, we have to go build something. We have to suffer. We have to go make a way in the world. But this is how weddings work, is that the, the groom goes and he prepares a place. He builds a home for them to live in. And the wedding in the time of Christ in Judaism is when the groom has finished his house and he goes and he takes his bride to live with him. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And when I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. Brothers and sisters, Christianity is not a system of correct thoughts. Christianity is a nuptial mystery. Tonight at Mass, you will hear, Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Chesterton has, this, he has so many great lines. He has a wonderful line, though. He says, he says Let your religion be less of a theory more of a romance. Let your religion be less of a theory and more of a romance. The, the, the Bible ends, again, I would encourage you, another great passage if you want to look it up. There's a lot of them. Go, go and look at Revelation 19. There's 22 chapters in Revelation. In Revelation 19, the bride shows up in heaven. She rejoices, she cries out. And the, the crowd in heaven sings, Hallelujah, the Lord God, our Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice, exult, and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. And his bride has made herself ready. Brothers and sisters, the Church of Jesus Christ, the Catholic Church, has a heart. It is not a business. It is not an organization set up by human beings. It is a mystical woman who came into being the moment he died. And that woman has a heart. And that heart longs for him. That heart burns for desire as he builds our home. And the bride waits for the time that he will come back and bring us to himself. If you want to grow in your faith, right, being a Catholic, loving God, brothers and sisters, is not about understanding everything. It's not about being hardcore. It's about being like Marsha Lazari. It's about being someone who loves. Jesus, tonight, strengthen our hope that you'll return. But even more importantly, Jesus, Lord, strengthen our love. 
Jesus, may we share in the love that the bride, your church, has for you. May we desire you. May we yearn for you. Jesus, open our hearts to love you as your church loves you. Let us now stand and profess our faith.